Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Friday. It is June 11th. I know the date today. I'm looking at a calendar. And today we celebrate a feast day. It is a solemnity. So oftentimes, you know, I'll say, oh, we celebrate the feast of, say, St. Barnabas, who it would be normally on June 11th uh, if, uh, if this weren't something more. And, and the readings stay the same because it's not a high feast day. It's not what we call a solemnity. But today we celebrate a feast day, capital F, capital D, a solemnity, uh, a high feast within our church. And that is the feast of the most sacred heart of Jesus. It's a good one, brothers and sisters. And because of that, all our readings change. So I know this whole week we've been, we've been progressing through the uh, Sermon on the Mount. And I even said yesterday, gosh, we're going to have another example today of how Jesus uh, doesn't want to abolish the law. Well, throw that out because today there are no rules. Well, maybe there are, but our feast day readings, they're way too good. So they change everything. So what are we going to do? We're going to read the first reading because it is so good. And, uh, and then we're going to touch on bits of the second and the gospel because they all point to the same place, the sacred heart of Jesus, which points to God and God's great love for you and me. So let's read. It's going to be out of the prophet Hosea, Hosea chapter 11, uh, verses 1, then 3 through 4, then 8 through 9. So we're going to hop around a little bit in, uh, in Hosea 11, but, you know, what do you do in Hosea if you don't hop? So let's listen to God's word, huh? A reading from the book of the prophet Hosea. Thus says the Lord, when Israel was a child, I loved him. Out of Egypt, I called my son. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk, who took them in my arms. I drew them with human cords, with bands of love. I fostered them like one who raises an infant to his cheeks. Yet though I stooped to feed my child, they did not know that it was I, that I was their healer. My heart is overwhelmed. My pity is stirred. I will not give vent to my blazing anger. I will not destroy Ephraim again, for I am God and not man, the Holy One present among you. I will not let the flames consume you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So you might think, Zank, what are you doing? That's just kind of a, an odd reading. Oh, so good. Okay, let's remember who Hosea is, right? Hosea is like Ezekiel. He's one of those prophets that is not just going to uh, say, thus says the Lord, and give you words. He's going to show you through actions. And remember, Hosea marries the unfaithful uh, well, the unfaithful woman in this case. I don't know whether she was a prostitute or not. Some people say yes. Some say she was merely unfaithful. Uh, her name was Gomer. Again, we can talk about that. We can talk about his prudence for marrying somebody named Gomer. But, you know, that's another podcast for another day. Um, bottom line is Hosea marries this woman. She is unfaithful to him. And God says, take her back. 
and he does. Then, uh, okay, so he takes her back, the marriage moves on, and once again, Gomer is unfaithful to him, and God says, take her back, and he does again. And then they have a child, and, and they name the first child, you know, uh, um, I, I don't remember the exact name, but it's, it's a name of a time and a place where the, the Israeli people uh, were incredibly unfaithful. And, uh, and they, they named their second child another one of those. And I know I've used this example before, but it would be like we use Hiroshima for the name of one of our children and Milai for the name of another. You know, things like that that denote these times where we're not proud of whatever it is that, that we have done or who we have been or something uh, within our past that denotes unfaithfulness. And it wasn't so God would rub their, their face in it. In fact, it was just the opposite. It was done so God, Hosea, God through Hosea, was showing how incredibly faithful he is to us. That, that in this idea of Hosea, uh, Hosea is the God character. And Gomer, of course, is you and I in our unfaithfulness that God continues to take us back, continues to take us back, which then read this reading through that idea, thus says the Lord. Uh, so again, now Hosea is preaching in the word, when Israel was a child, I loved him. So he uses that imagery of parent and child. Isn't that fantastic? You who are our parents, you're going to get that. If you're not, um, I mean, just think of uh, somebody closest to, to you whom you love. When Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of bondage, out of that place of, of uh, exile, I called them. Yet it was I who taught them to walk, who took them in my arms, who drew them with human cords. I think of umbilical cords, that, 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 that image that we are connected, that life that, 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 that a mother gives a child uh, you know, and the child doesn't even know they're being fed by the mother, but, but they are incredibly connected to them. I drew them with human cords with bands of love. I fostered them like one who raises an infant to their cheeks. Yet though I stooped to feed my child, they did not know that I was the one. I was the healer. I was the, the connecting point. My heart is overwhelmed. Listen to that. My heart is overwhelmed. My pity is stirred. That's what we're looking at with the sacred heart of Jesus. My heart is overwhelmed. My pity is stirred. I will not. And then he goes into the, the negative side here for a moment. I will not give it vent, my blazing anger. I'll not destroy Ephraim again. Ephraim is just another name like Manasseh sometimes he uses. Uh, sometimes he uses Israel, all denoting the same, the Hebrew people. For I am God and not man, the Holy One present among you. I will not let the flames consume you. Oh, it's so good. Why is that so good? Because you have seen, and I have seen, a picture or a statue of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, right? If not, Google it right now and call up the image. But what it is, my friends, is it denotes God's incredible love for us. And what denotes that most in that? The flames, the flames behind the heart. He will not let the flames consume us, but they consume him. The flames of passion for us. Now, I don't want you to think I'm going overboard here, but this is exactly, okay. 
this devotion is hundreds of years old. Started in the uh, in the gosh, 16th century, so 17th century, I believe. Saint Ma- Margaret Mary uh, had a vision of this. Now we need to know. Uh, during this time, there was a heresy called Jansenism going on. You don't need to remember that. I'm not going to quiz you. But what Jansenism did was it, it and again, heresy, meaning it's not, it's not true faith. It believed and, and uh, tilted in the favor of God being overly judgmental and con- condemning and angry. And so that's how God, and, and through because of God, by, by association, Jesus uh, approached humanity with an angry heart, and uh, and we had to steal through the saints. He had to go through Mary, go through the mom, go you know let's go in the back door through the saints, and and they'll you know calm the 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 anger of of God and Jesus. And in the midst of this, Margaret Mary has a vision of of the Sacred Heart. And again, picture this idea that, that as you know, or if you've seen it now in Google, Jesus is pointing to his heart. The heart is the very center of, of it's, it's out of the head. Um, it's, it's the center of, of our love. It's the center of who we are. And Jesus is pointing at his heart, which is, um, is a flame. And around it is the, uh, the a crown of thorns. On top is a cross, and on the side is a wound. Uh, and, uh, and again, what that shows us, brothers and sisters, is what, that, that there's no end. There's no end to where our God will go to display and show his love for us. He's centering all this on love. It is not on anger. It is not on retribution. It is not on, dang it, you know, punitive action or, or I'm keeping my eyes on you and you dang well better, you know, get it together or, or this is all going to happen to you or any of that stuff. He's saying, look at what my love looks like. Look at how I burn for you. Brothers and sisters, lest you think that I'm just being a little over the top here, um, let me read you a little bit of the second reading. Now, the second reading is going to come out of Ephesians 3. I'm just going to read you the last line or two because it's so good. This is Paul talking to the church at Ephesus, and he's, and he's asking them. He said, may you, uh, may you, rooted and grounded in love, have the strength to comprehend with all the holy ones what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Brothers and sisters, the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge. God's, God's infinite love for us. You and I can't, can't even surround, we can't get our arms around it, we can't get our mind around it, we can't wrap our thoughts around it. It is beyond us. It is that good. And it burns within him for us. He won't let those flames consume us, but they consume him. That is so good. Now, um, you know, again, what, what does that love look like? Well, again, I've used this image a lot, so forgive me. But if Jesus indeed is the image of the invisible God, which Paul says, and, and not only Paul, but others, that say, if you want to know what God is, look at Jesus Think about what Jesus did. Think about what he said. 
He said, the kingdom of God is like a, a woman who loses a coin and sweeps the entire house. And when she finds it, holds it up and invites everybody to come celebrate her with her, that her lost coin was found. The kingdom of God is like a shepherd who has 100 sheep and one of them uh, strays. And, uh, and he goes after that stray. And when he finds it, he puts it on his shoulders and carries it in and says, come celebrate with me. The kingdom of God is like a, 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 a father who had two sons. And then he tells the story of the prodigal son, how he runs to him when he comes home. He says, my son was lost, but now is found, was dead, but is now alive. Bring out the, you know, the, the, kill the fatted calf, put rings on his fingers and sandals on his feet and, and a new robe for my son is home. That is, I mean, brothers and sisters, that is for the, the lost and the stray and the one who went away. That's how God celebrates. That's how celebra God celebrates. And, and lest we forget, you know, what uh, John says very clearly in, in his first letter is that God is love. Now, that's 1 John uh, chapter 4, right? That love is not something God does. It is not external to him. It is not a choice he makes. Love is who God is. God is love. God is that burning passion. Now, lest we believe, you know, I, I don't, I, we, we got to be careful here. Lest we believe that this love is a let's hold hands around the fire and get a guitar out and sing all you need is love and sway back and forth type of, of love that's way, way too soft for the love we're talking about here. Jesus' last words virtually in John's gospel, 15, 16, right around there, love one another as I have loved you. What did that look like, brothers and sisters? It looks like a love who is not afraid to be wounded, which is why the Sacred Heart holds that wound. It looks like a love that is not afraid to have a crown of thorns put around its head. And it looks like a love not afraid to, have, to go to the very cross uh, to show what love looks like. Why all those symbols are in the Sacred Heart is because, brothers and sisters, that's what love looks like. We're not talking about a love that is soft. We're talking about a love that is willing to take hate in and anger and all the vile wretchedness with which Jesus was treated on that Good Friday and transform it into love and say, Father, they know not what they're doing. Forgive them. That's the kind of love we're talking. We're looking at a kind of love that says, I I'm willing to die in order that you may live. A love that is other-centered, a love that is willing to put its own agenda and ego and, and, and ideas for, for me, its, its own centrality aside, that says what love means is living for another, whether that is my spouse or my children or my community or my, my friendships or, or whatever it is. Brothers and sisters, that's the love Jesus burns with for us. That's the love that surpasses our understanding. And may we meditate with all the saints 
the height and the breadth and the depth and the length of God's love and be filled with that. And, and little by little, because that's all it is, little by little, may you and I be changed into that. Brothers and sisters, today we celebrate a high feast because it reminds us who God is, not just today, but always. And who are we? Yeah, we're the lost coin, right? We're the sheep that strays. We're the son that goes away. But when he finds us, he puts us on his shoulders and he brings us back and he says, kill the fatted calf. Come celebrate with me because I burn for you and there is no end. I will not go. This Jansenism stuff, it is nothing. It is nothing. My love for you is greater than you can possibly imagine. But, my friends, may we imagine. Let's pray. Uh, Again, let's trust that we can take anything before this God who burns uh, within and for us. Um, Let's just put whatever's going on in our heart, whatever our desires are, and let's trust him with it. He's worthy of that. So we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth joyful mystery, the finding of Jesus in the temple when he was 12 years old. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, have the best weekend. Celebrate this feast day well. Meditate on the length and height and depth and breadth of God's great love for all of us. And uh, may we become more and more like that love. God's peace.